Hello, and welcome to another episode of Constructing Success, which is a sales and lifestyle podcast. And for today, I usually pick another <clears throat> another word to go with it. So we're going to take the additional word as furthering education and what would support someone to keep coming back and being relentless in their pursuit of success um, with me. I am happy to have, I look at him as my big brother, but I've got Blake Lands with me. And Blake, are you, do you go by president or co-founder? What, what, what do you say for LNL? Uh, I tell, I don't know. I never really care. We don't title our emails or anything. So just, I like that. Yeah, whatever, whatever anyone wants to call me. Okay. So, so we'll call him one of the, the big dogs at LNL builds and LNL builds does real estate development and has taken Western Washington by storm and Contrary to popular belief, and, and this is something that was eye-opening for me, is I've seen Blake be extremely successful with his development projects. And unbeknownst to me, and, and not ever dabbling in it, I have since had friends, colleagues, people that I look up to get into the real estate development world. And they ask me, they're like, Blake made it look so easy. And now that I'm doing it, I'm scratching my head. What the fuck is he doing? Because I am chasing around contractors. I'm dealing with lawsuits. I'm dealing with something every day. And it appears as though he has perfected, whether it is a formula or a science into development, he makes it look really easy. So now that I've given a, a brief intro, Blake, thank you for joining me today. And I'm, I'm looking forward to to diving in from the perspective that obviously I know you very well, but I'm going to ask questions in a way as though I don't know what you do. I don't know how you've done it and um, I don't know where you're going. So if there's anything that I ask that you don't feel comfortable sharing, you can let me know. But knowing you, I think this is a pretty no yeah. holds barred yeah. conversation. Absolutely. Thanks for having me today. Looking forward to chatting. Um, so yeah, let me, uh, let me know where you want to get started. So, so in just, just for the listener and not that I have a ton of listeners, so you may be one of the listeners that made this request. Um, but as this very small show is gaining traction, I had multiple people reach out to me about having Blake on. So, um, without further ado, Blake, can you, can you talk to me? Can you give just a general overview about what you do, what the day-to-day -day looks like and, um, I would say in the last or August, what the last eight months have looked like for you and within your company. Um, last eight months have been interesting. Uh, we've gone through big market change. Um, you know, the economy has a big, big um, like push on what we do. Um, there's an influence on that. So, um, you know, our day to day is going to be something that's different every day. Uh, you know, going back to what. You mentioned on you know what I do. It's how how do you get through it? How do you make it look easy? It's not um, one. So anybody that asks that question that's listening, it is still a giant pain in the ass every day. Uh, you just get better at it. It's like I don't know having a you know, a car that you get used to, a boat that you get used to, something that you the problems that you run into every day become a little more expected so 
you've got, you know, something when you're starting brand new, it's like any job, you know, shit starts flying at you in every direction and it's so overwhelming and, you know, the lawsuits and the subs not showing up and things like that. Um, you know, not that we're in a lot of lawsuits, uh, but just, you know, we've been in them, so I know how hard they can be. Um, and, you know, we've, we've definitely had subs not show up and things like that. But as we've grown, we've become their bread and butter more than vice versa. So if you're taking a step into figuring out what that is, that's just scale on our part. Um, if we were to dump all of our subs, it would probably all go out of business. Um, or really struggle to find new business. So we're important to them and, you know, we treat them well or we try to. Um, so that would be one of the bigger things. But as, you know, if you look back on eight months, um, we've finished projects, we've sold them out, we've brought on new projects, we've bought new projects, we're developing them. So, you know, on the grand scale of things, what we're always doing is feeding our pipeline. Um, mm -hmm. So we quarterly, um, go through our whip, which is our work in progress, figure out where we're going to land, what we have coming up um, as far as project flow. Um, and we do some stuff. So stepping back one more time, uh, we, we have a construction company, we have a real estate brokerage, and we have the development company. The development company is just Van and I just doing shit, um, you know, mm -hmm. finding deals, X, Y, Z. So company, whatever, we just open new LLCs. Um, that's just kind of our IP that gets us into that stuff. But our day-to-day -day <clears throat> is mostly the construction company. Um, the office time is probably half working on new projects and half working on um, the current projects under construction. So there's a lot of different arms to what we do. Uh, the construction company has become a lot bigger than I think I had expected when we started it, which was five years ago, um, almost six, five and a half, I guess. And prior to that, I had a different business partner. Him and I just had different direction on what we wanted to do. He didn't want to do the scale that I think we're getting into. It's super mm -hmm. stressful. Um, and he just didn't want that. And that's fine. Some people are super cool. And he's, he's picked up a, a, a lot since as well. But, you know, some people are cool building five, ten houses a year. And that wasn't where I wanted to see myself. So, you know, for, for our average year, that's it. We're, we're buying new property. We're getting permits on it. We're, um, you know, trying to figure out where our deal flow is going to be and try not to have gaps. That's our biggest thing. Gaps are tough. You don't make any money. Um, you know, sell stuff out, but you know, we try to just figure that out as we go. And that's what our year and day and all that look like. On a broad spectrum, I'm sure you'll dive in more as to what the details of that are, but um, mm -hmm. that's it on the you know elevator pitch. Okay, and, and so well, thank you for that. Um, so you mentioned that you had a previous partner that satisfied doing five to ten homes per year. Yeah, and I, we were doing less. At the, we were doing less at the time, um, but looking into you know what we were both wanting, uh, he he really values. <clears throat> vacation and time with his family and all that. Not that I don't, um, it's just, <laughs> yeah, I'm valuing them in 10 years from now, mm -hmm. not today. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, we just had different looks at that. That was, that's why. And what, uh, what, what's your goal for builds per year annually? Uh, I don't know. It's changed. Um, mm -hmm. 
we did more. We've we've done more every year than we've done the year past. Uh, this year we're slated to do oh, a little over a hundred units. Um, one of those, oh, shit. yeah, one of those is an apartment building. The rest are townhomes. The apartment building accounts for about a third of them. The rest are townhomes and single family homes. So it's going to be a big year for us. Um, I've been acting like it's going to be a big year for us for the last three months and just having a good time because it's yeah. going to be a just you know nose down go mm -hmm. for the next year after that or two or whatever it's going to be. Mm -hmm. And what is the, uh, this, I, I don't actually know this that well myself, but for the listener that's, that isn't involved, what's the difference between the construction side and the development side? So the construction side is actually just, you know, we, sorry for the beeps in the background here, man. No, you're good. Um, <clears throat> that is the managing of subcontractors, jobs, inspectors, you know, it's the, it's the building of the house mm -hmm. and that's, that's your, you know, it's this, it's your, you know, it's your little traffic cones and mm -hmm. whatever's, um, the development side is all the backend stuff that nobody ever really sees. And that in my opinion is probably with the properties that we buy probably the toughest part of the business. That is where we have to do a great deal of due diligence and we have to make sure that the properties we're buying are suitable for what we're doing. Um, we have to do that in a short amount of time because a lot of time the people selling them don't allow you a long period of time. Um, but that's really the, I would say that's the part that is where most people probably fail. It's writing your pro formas. It's saying, I'm going to get a permit in four months or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. And knowing that that jurisdiction's got no way that they're ever getting a permit in four months. So you're writing your pro forma for an 18 month start to start or stop to start, whatever you want to call it, start to finish. Uh, and you have no way of getting that done. So everything fails. You get your financing based on that. Um, you put enough funds aside based on that. So that's mostly the development side. It's getting all your plans together. It's getting the deal together. It's getting it to permits and getting the financing and all of that bundled up to make sure you have a su successful construction, which is what L and L builds is. Mm -hmm. And uh, did you, did you go to school for this? Was this a, a plan to get into building and development or how did this come about? Uh, kind of. So kind of, uh, kind of, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so my dad was a real estate attorney, um, growing up, he used to represent uh, a lot of larger developers in Seattle. Um, we knew them growing up pretty well and super fun guys always seem to have a pretty good life always seem to have you know decent amount of cash in there in the hopper and fun toys and all that stuff um they didn't really answer to anybody which was kind mm -hmm. of a cool add to the business and they got to build something which was really neat when i was a little kid i wanted to be an architect i thought that was gonna be the coolest thing in the entire world frank lloyd wright was like this cool awesome person and, you know that was like what i wanted to be most people want to be a fireman or a cop or whatever it was. And, um, I was, what was, what was the name that you said? You said Franklin, what Frank Lloyd, Wright. So Frank Lloyd, Wright, Super famous architect. Yeah. Like one of the most famous, he's got a house that's got a river running through it and all that stuff. He's yeah. Super cool stuff. 
Okay. Um, but that was, you know, that was like what I wanted to be when I was a little kid. So I went to school and didn't really know what path that was going to take. Um, I was a mediocre student in high school. Um, I was a very good student in college. Um, they, I, I wouldn't say, you know, whatever you want to classify how a student is, I guess, but I scored well in college. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, when I got a finance and economics degree in college, which I figured could kind of push me into whatever it is. And it has, it's very much helped how I think. I don't know, mm-hmm. if I know anything from hyper college that I've pushed on, but it's, it's your thought process and knowing how markets and things work. Yeah. That's and, powerful. That <clears throat> thought process. Extremely. And the, uh, and the other is just the finance side of it. Um, I was always really good at math. So all the numbers of all this stuff make a lot of sense. Um, mm-hmm. That's one of the bigger parts of the development side of things. Okay. So um, that's what I did. I went, uh, I worked for a construction company. I went to school in Las Vegas, worked for them there. Um, worked for a tilt up concrete construction company called LM construction. And I never thought about this, but very similar to LNL. I was um, going to say, where, where'd you get your idea from? No, I, okay. should, I, should not. I still speak with the guy uh, who owns that company. He's awesome. He was a great mentor. Um, I hear you talk a lot about your mentors. He is an excellent mm-hmm. one. Um, very What's his name? Larry Monkarsh. Larry Monkarsh. Yeah. Thank you, Larry. Yeah. Thank you for thank you for supporting Blake's uh, mindset and for helping him get to where he is today. Yeah, I, I reap the benefits of this, so I personally thank you. Awesome, <laughs> Self, selfless and helping and things like that, which is great. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, went worked for him. Came back, worked for a bank. It was a private bank, hard money lender in 2006 when I graduated college, and. Then it was 2007 and 2008 and they went out of business and I went out of a job and then I um, used some of the skills that I had kind of going after their business of, or not going after, but but helping it with um, their distressed assets. So they had properties that they were getting back that were in terrible shape. So I would go rehab them or whatever needed to be done to them to get them to a point where they were marketable. If there was a slight uh, cutout in the audio, this is a really good example of why I have Blake on today. And uh, someone came in and had questions about something that they were not able to do without Blake. And uh, this is a really, really good illustration of why I have to pick his brain because the management aspect. uh, So I, I know Blake well. And I'm around Blake often. And if you know Blake, you know that his phone rings constantly no matter what. So this is this is great because we're talking about, yeah, it's hard. We're talking about this, um, you know, but we make it work. But shit happens regardless. So when you're running into these hiccups, these stressful things and, and things that will make your cortisol elevate in one second, how are you able to keep this going and just keep things looking so smooth? Because on the backside, what people don't see is you are, um, for for lack of a better term, or I'll use a different term, You, it, it seems like you're hurting semi-intelligent cats at all times that, that know how to do things to a degree, but anything outside of that box or anything outside of their wheelhouse, 
they get completely confused. So, so what are you doing on a daily basis to keep your mind in check? Because that that's stressful. What just happened? Uh, the, the I guess I would say the the thing that happens on a daily basis is uh, just the ability to turn stuff off. Um, so I you know there was a long time ago I had a episode where I <laughs> thought I saw myself going into a bad place and that wasn't like drugs or alcohol or anything like that. It was just like a very stressful, unhealthy period of life that I was on my way to. And that was based on just stress. Um, so I had like a massive anxiety attack and I thought I like, I like passed out, fell on the floor, could have been driving, could have been operating the machine, like all sorts of stuff. Luckily I was sitting at lunch, but you know, his phones just blast, 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 blast. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes you just got to put it down. Um, you know, I'm not saving lives. And that's really what, um, you know, boils down to. It's like things can wait sometimes. Um, but on the tail side of it, like business still has to move forward. And mm -hmm. uh, it, some things can't wait or they can. They just end up costing you money. So a lot of money. Right. Mm -hmm. Make that decision. Um, and so it's, I would say... Uh, a way to summarize that would be prioritizing things very well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I write a bunch of stuff down. I've got lists that are, you know, a mile long. And because if I don't, I'm just going to forget things. Like I forgot where we ended up, uh, ended off on the last conversation. Oh, that's no, that's, that's that, was a, that was a startling, that was an abrupt start. Yeah, we can, we can track back to that because I think I've got an idea of where we left off in the path. Um, Actually, no. So, so we can go back there. Um, you brought up a good point that I, I probably wasn't going to bring up, uh, but you did. So let's talk about it. Are you talking about when I think you took two weeks and you went to Hawaii? Uh, not sure. No, this was like, this was about two years ago. No, 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 no. This was 10 years ago. I was like, Oh, where? I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 And that was 10 years ago. It was when, it was when I got two phones. Did that for like 10 years. Um, was that that long? Uh -huh. Oh, okay. So, you know, last back three years, COVID, always had two phones prior to that. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, way, I mean, it was, yeah, I was, I was dating someone else, um, mm -hmm. now married. Uh, yeah. And yeah, so, I mean, it was a long time ago. Um, what, what was it that you, what was it that you saw that you didn't like? Like, like the path that you saw you were going down, what was that? Uh, it was just being too available for the wrong <laughs> reasons. Um, and when you, it's not giving someone the ability to solve their own problem. So, you know, we've got our guys out in the field all day and half the time, you know, I'm in a meeting, I'm on another call, whatever it is, they'll call me, you know, and sometimes they call me two or three times in a row and then that's a, Hey, what's on fire question. Oh, nothing. I don't yeah. need the answer to this question. And then I just hang up. Um, so okay. yeah, I mean, because what they're calling for isn't important and they made it really important. It's like, right. Not, you know, it's, it's the, your emergency is not my emergency. Right. Thing. You, your poor planning is not my emergency. Mm -hmm. Your inability to exercise your brain is not my emergency. Right. And that's, going, you know, going on, on job sites, we really stress that. It's like, have you exhausted all the options that you have? Mm -hmm. And which can go both ways because at some point you're 
you know, they'll sit there for six hours trying to figure out something. And you're like, right. like, no, give it I, you know, a perfect example is this is totally unrelated to all this shit, but I, you know, it was still something we have to manage is my boat. And this guy's sitting there trying to put this light module on that he couldn't figure out. And he spent 27 hours trying to figure it out. I got the bill and I'm like, get out of here. 27 hours. You should have said, this doesn't work. I got to give up on it until I can talk to somebody. Instead, he would just tinker with it and tinker trying to fix something that he had no idea about. Oh, that's expensive. For 27, 27 hours. 27 hours. Yeah. So that's when you have to, in my opinion, jump ship and go, I need to go do something else. And there's like always a ton of different things to do. This, these guys are busy with whatever, but it's like, you have to go, I, I need to go do something else. And there's always, you know, we're, I just left a job today and it was, you know, I always stop by and ask people questions and, you know, they'll call with questions. And the, the number one answer is, do you have anything else to do until I can get there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got you. A mile long list. Let's work on that. And then we'll work on this. Mm-hmm. You run out of shit. I'll drop everything and I'll, yeah. I'll come and I'll figure it out. But until yeah. you're done and that place is fucking clean and ready to go, do everything else. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, they'll just sit there and, you know, they'll sit and twiddle their thumbs sometime, which is tough. So that's, you know, the big takeaway is like, finish everything. And that's how we have, I mean, that's how I used to work. Mm-hmm. I, that's how I still work. But like when I was physically working with my hands, that was it. It was, I wasn't going to ask a question to someone that was busy until I had everything else done that I needed to mm-hmm. get done. So that's where we run into this stuff. Um it's a mindset too, though. It's the, uh, <clears throat> the employer mindset versus the employee mindset. Right. The employee is happy sitting around waiting for someone to help because they're on the clock. The employer is looking at it from a profitability uh, mindset. What could you do in this time that you know you have to get done today anyway that will prevent you from sitting on your thumb until I give you an answer? Right. And most, most employees, and, and I'm not going to say all, I've been there. Shit, I was just, um, I was just at a wedding. I was just at a wedding. And this is bad. You might, you might actually. That, 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 this was uh, this last weekend, and someone was giving a speech, and they were talking about a friendship that was developed working on a construction project. Okay. And God, this is bad. This is actually pretty bad. So the 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 guy, it wasn't directly related to us, but he ended up going bankrupt like two projects later, okay. and. It wasn't because of us. There were other things going on. But when the when my friend is giving this speech, he says, yeah, I remember working at XYZ Instruction. And during this time at XYZ Instruction, Kyle, was this one guy, Kyle was lifting the heavy stuff, digging ditches, sweating his ass off, busting his ass. And our typical day of business looked like that. Kyle doing all this stuff. Derek texting from the bathroom, hey, what are you guys doing? And me, and there's the person talking about it, me drinking beers in the attic during the workday. And that is, that's from a from a 17-year-old's mindset or from a mindset where it just doesn't really matter. We're just there to get the coin. Right. And when you're on the other, when you're on the other end of this, every detail matters if it's not done right and we don't think about this but if it's not done right it's not just that you have to fix it 
You need to drive back there in my truck to fix it. Now I'm paying for the gas for you to fix it. And when you're fixing it, you were pulled off of another project that I really need to get done. And if you don't pay attention to detail, you might fuck something up on the way out again. And now I really need to weigh, is it worth having you on my payroll? Because it's costing me more money to keep you going than it is for my profitability. So th these are just things that, I mean, I think, I think everybody will have that mindset check or, or that change when you advance in your career and you see the differences in how you're compensated by something being done correctly or incorrectly, where for the employee, it's like, fuck, I have to go that back out there again. He's going to pay me again. It's all good. All right. Yeah. My check still comes in in the every week. I don't really Yeah. Now, what, you know, what, you know, someone that I used to work for. So like through that, this is a good segue really back into kind of career mm -hmm. path. Um, and I'll, just cliff notes it because it can be easier. So get out of that bank, whatever. There's nothing to do in the industry. So I took like this job, that job, whatever to do, whatever I could to make coin. So cool. Yeah. Perfect segue into, I guess, where um, I went with someone that didn't let you make, um, hell, you could make all the mistakes you wanted. You just wanted to shoot yourself at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, so uh, after, you know, all the whatever, and you better get good at editing because we got clip, clip, clip. Um, yeah, yeah, we're good. All right. <laughs> we're good. So, uh, after that, there was a, you know, just like 2008, that sucked for like everyone. And then, you know, we jump into <clears throat> just a whole different realm of anything I'd ever done. I'm like, fuck it, I got to make some money. I got to figure this stuff out. Because um, I had like, you know, I bought a house. I'd done all this and I wasn't ready to just give all that shit up. So, I uh, went to work for a friend um, and did mobile notaries as part of what I was doing when I was like getting into the development. So I would do, you know, mobile notaries all the time. So I got my notary license, which you need like a pulse and two friends, and then uh, you have that's not true. Yeah, that's not true. It's, uh, you need a pulse and two friends to get the notary license. You need pretty good attention to be able to understand what goes into that. Oh, a hundred. Really need to pay attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, I'm talking about the actual stamp. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, to get yeah, the stamp. I don't even know if you need a pulse to get the stamp. Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, I probably fill it out for someone else. Uh, yeah, weekend at Bernie's. That's yeah, exactly. So, anyways, went to work for uh, this friend and. Um, you know, it was a, a tough learning curve, but, um, you know, one thing was I was, yeah, that was it. I was there to make money and it wasn't, mm -hmm. it wasn't an employee thing. Everyone was 1099. It was like as many as you can get done in a day. That's how much money you're going to make. So I would do on a busy day, like 12 to 16 of them. Mm -hmm. And on a slow day, I do like eight and to give, and this is a mobile thing. You're driving around doing all this stuff and to give some, um, I guess just, you know, perspective on what was normal was like four to six or seven in a day. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't willing to do that. I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to go make cash so I can get, so I cannot do this anymore. Mm -hmm. So I did it pretty heavy for probably 18 months and then trickled off when I went to go work for, uh, or with, I guess my buddy, um, had enough stacked up. We were doing, I was doing that. I was trying to get deals together. And just kind of like rolled into the construction side of it. Um, we got a couple jobs, built some houses for some friends, did some stuff on our own, lost some money, made some money, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but the the thing about the notary stuff, which is kind of where the segue went, was mm -hmm. if you fucked up, 
you had to go back out. Yeah. So yes. you, you weren't getting paid though. You're yeah, losing money when yeah, yeah. You yeah, you yeah, got yeah. paid per finished stack of paper. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't finished, you may have to drive out to Graham at eleven o'clock at night. Yeah. And or wherever. Maybe yeah. it may have been on Bainbridge or whatever it was. And it was that was tough because you're like, oh fuck, you know, you're getting up at five in the morning, you're calling these people all embarrassed, like Hey, you know, I fucked up. I missed, I missed something. something. Right. You know, it's like, and there's, it, it was usually something dumb. It's not like it was like this shady mess and they come sign and leave two hours out of your day and you lost the opportunity to do anything else. Yeah. So, you know, I've been to two golf tournaments in the last three weeks, which is about as much golf as I play in a year and missing the opportunity sucks so like everyone at those golf tournaments is pumped to be there they got the day off work they're golfing they're drinking beer they're doing this that and the other and that shit sucks for me i hate golf tournaments um i like the people that i hang out with there but i'd rather do it at seven o'clock at night for sure uh yeah the golf tournaments are a massive suck of your time you can't really do shit while you're doing it can't be on your phone i mean it just sucks Mm -hmm. so if anyone here is listening that I work with, thank you. Don't invite me ever to a golf tournament. Yeah. It's not fun for me. Baseball games at two o'clock on a Tuesday fucking suck as well. I yeah. just don't like going to that stuff because you know my weekends. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty much I kick it. All right. So we're talking we were talking about um golf tournaments, don't invite me, Mariners games on a Tuesday. Thank you. All pass. I'd prefer to kick it with my friends at 7 p.m., not during the day because of opportunity costs. And then we went to, and you know my weekends. Yeah. I kick it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where we were. Well, the weekends I have fun. So that's, yeah. that's the light switch. It's it. I'll still work on the weekends a little bit, but it's not the priority. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. As it shouldn't be. Everyone needs a break. Um, yeah. Know, sometimes shit me. That's why I have two phones. I'll go check it every couple hours. Like, again, there's no emergency fires or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I guess long and short of it is basically, um, you know, you've, there's that, that, that's the other mindset as you were talking about. You've got people that are just so excited to not have to work. And I yeah. think that's where you, you know, take this why in the road in life is like, you got to figure out a point where, you know, you're, you're going to go left or you're going to go right. And you're going to be the guy that, is the person that and we have a guy right now that works for us. It's like awesome. And he's, he's taking the Y in the right direction. And I've talked to you about him before. Mm-hmm. And yeah. 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 For sure. He, he doesn't have the mindset of like, I'm going to go take the day off so I can go do this. And like, you know, or like whatever I've, you know, I got this, I got this ability to not work for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always looking for stuff to do. He'll come in on a Saturday. I might like unbeknownst to us. We just like find out about it later. He's not, that's cool. he's not, that's really cool. It's happening and he'll excel. No doubt. I knew he would when we hired him. Um, we took him out of an industry that was slightly unrelated, um, but saw massive potential. So it mm-hmm. was a really good, it was a really good thing for all of us. Um, mm-hmm. well, you know, it was, it was an awesome push for him to come and it's been really good for us. Um, but it's a, it's a, a good difference on how you've got some people that are just there to, you know, clock in in the morning and clock out, um, which is fine. Everyone needs and There's this, uh, old movie snatch. The, um, yeah. What was it? Snatch, whatever movie it was. Snatch is uh, snatches with oh, Brad Pitt where he knocks the Irish fighter. 
No, it was Boiler Room, and he was talking. Oh about yeah, Snatch made me think of it because it's a piker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> piker, yeah. So that was one thing, and then uh, <laughs> Boiler Room is the Ben Affleck ben and Affleck. Uh, yeah, I think the, yeah, a piker run, a piker runs at the bell. Right? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Dan and I always joke about that. It's like I'm yeah, done for the day. Peace out. See you tomorrow. Yeah, you know. What I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, sometimes for us, it's like something as simple as, fuck, we're here on a Sunday. And mm-hmm. you know, we had this with the former employees and not, the people who work for us now are great. But it's like, you know, you call someone on a Sunday and you're like, fuck, man, I just need to know where someone put this key because the building is flooding and I don't want to break a window. Right. And you're calling them and calling them and calling them and they're like not picking up because they're like, that's my boss. I'm not going to pick it up on a Saturday. Right. And like, fuck you right you could have saved me a window a lot of time a lot of stress like well it's right here we moved it we changed the code whatever it is so something you know it's like in band i have a lot of respect not to call people and fuck up their weekends (laughs) so it's you know it's just it's it's a mindset i think there's some people that can just never get out of it they never want it and that's one thing that i think is something that a lot of people don't understand and you know it's gonna make me sound like you know the old grumpy fuck now but it's like i just think that there's like a generation of people that really don't this is and it's not that generation it's every generation Mm -hmm. people that just don't really want it because as as you were talking about like it looks easy absolutely not i am stressed the fuck out all the Mm -hmm. time we borrow a ton of money and you know we have to get our jobs done on time or else mm-hmm. the loans come due that is a massive burden on us um could be like you know extremely damaging yeah um, and so we you know continue to push forward and you know do these things because what I, I see an early end um and that's that's part of the reason why i do it um but you know some people are happy doing 30 years of boeing getting their pension, mm-hmm. you know, they get their, it's steady. Yeah. It's, you know, there's a lot of time when I was younger that I didn't get to do a lot of the things that a lot of my friends got to do because they had a steady job. I couldn't buy the house I wanted to buy at the time because my income's like this. Right. And I'm self-employed and blah, blah, blah. So there's, you know, the, the ease of it is not there. And that's, I think what people don't see and the people that know me, I'm sure, you know, if anyone had asked about it, it's like, it was hard. And it's like mm-hmm. anything, um, you know, one of your former guests, a good friend of mine, it's like, you know, it's like in the military, mm-hmm. you get knocked down and it's just, you got to keep getting back up. And some people just yeah. don't want the tenacity to keep getting back up and you know you get knocked down a lot there's a lot of times when we were you know have been doing this you're like god is it worth it and yeah it's and then i think it is mm-hmm. and you get past these it's like you're just it's you're, you're hiking through the mountains forever and you get you get on the peak of the next one and you look up and go oh, shit there's another one but it's like this flat land for a while or maybe it's downhill till you get to that and you're like yeah this is pretty good Mm-hmm. And then the next mountain's maybe bigger, maybe it's smaller. So that's kind of the. Sometimes they're a lot easier, and sometimes they're a lot harder. It just depends on the project. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I so I've got a quote for you because <clears throat> this is perfect, and I just talked about this on the last episode, and I I hadn't heard of this person before. He's brilliant, um, but ha- have you ever heard of Alex Hermosi? Mm-hmm. 
Okay, yeah, so he is brilliant. I didn't like him when I first saw him. John had talked to me about him. And I'm like, nah, dude, that guy. I just didn't like anything about Alex. And the more I listen, he's he's brilliant. Um, but what he said, and he's been extremely successful, is he said, whenever I get to a low point where I think, why do I even bother? I just try to remind myself, this is where most people stop. And this is why they don't win. And it's that it's that mindset that if I just keep pushing, some other motherfucker is going to fold, yeah. period. And it's just having the wherewithal to just one step at a time. And I'm not looking 10 years ahead. I'm looking just how, what can I do today to make sure I finish this day successfully? And when you're, when you're talking about the difference of, you know, people that are okay clocking out and having a salary, they don't understand it. And it, it's the greatest gift you, you know, we could say this from a commission perspective, you don't get paid until you deliver. And from the small mindset where someone could say, well, he made that much on that project. Well, guess what? Life's expensive when you're doing cool shit. And the, the better I do, the more I do. And I want to keep up with that. And when you have that shift of, I have to deliver, even if you want to take a step back and go from a more minimal standpoint, and, and I am fortunate that that I deal with this, I don't get paid unless I deliver. I don't get food unless I kill. Like that is, that's my experience. And because of this, I mean, it, it is stressful, but I've, I've come to love it. That's why I work so much more is because I am running my own. I work for someone else, but for all intents and purposes, I run my own business. Yeah. And if I am not the best I can be, I am going to go hungry. And so I stay later. I stay longer on calls. I do more research because I am seeing the profit side of it. And without delivery, I'm fucked. So anyway, that was just a quick uh, a quick stance off of what you said. Well, that's, I mean, it's, it's what you're saying too is good because it's like sales is, I think, a really good example. And I've never really been in sales, but well, I know a lot of people that are and I understand how it works. Uh, my brother was for a long time. So, you know, it's, I think there's a flawed system in it to some extent for high performers. Um, like medical sales is one of these, you know, they're like, all right, cool. You know, my quota was a million bucks this year and I blasted. I got a million five. Everyone else was at 800 grand though. They didn't get quota. Clearly you're fucking better than they are. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Like now if everyone was at a million four and you were a million five, whatever big deal, like new quota is a million five. Mm -hmm. right? That's the new goal. But if you blew everyone out the water, you guys are still running a 5k. Like it's, it's everyone still ran the same race. It is right. what it is. You just are faster. Right. Don't don't make you run six next time everyone else is running five. It, yeah. And I think it's a flawed system in that from a managerial perspective because the guy that blew his quota out 150% is going to blow it out 180% next year anyways. Yeah. He knows he can do it. He wouldn't have blown it out 150% to start. It's right. just how people are. And it's like, I know plenty of people that are in sales. They hit quota. They go on vacation. Mm -hmm. They're done. I hit. They, they clock out the same way the guy that got done at 5 p.m. did. Mm -hmm. They're fucking done for the day. They're done for their quota. They're done for their quarter. And they're on vacation. They're golfing. They're doing this. They're doing client presentation, like whatever, right? They're just, they're done. They're not selling anything anymore. Because mm -hmm. they made as much money as they wanted to make for the year. And that was it. Yeah. And that was the goal. Yeah. And it's not about the goal. It's about getting it. I mean, hell, I, uh, <laughs> 
one of our friends you know well, uh, Brian, mm-hmm. not not voting Brian, finance Brian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's um, <clears throat> he's one street over. Yes. Not even one street over. Well, not anymore. He's gone. But, um, okay, right. Yeah, I remember years back, he'd ask me a question. He's like, what's your goal? And I'm like, X. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay. I'm like, what? He's like, until you get there. And then it's going to be X plus yeah. whatever. And yeah. so that was kind of an interesting look at things he's always been pretty insightful and things like mm-hmm. that and i was like okay and it's and, and it's that it kind of goes back to that it's how people are um john's the same way you're the same way it's like you're like okay i got there cool now what i'm not just on cruise control i mean yeah. some question you asked me and i'm sorry if i'm jumping and throwing up throwing no 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 this is no this is what it's about but was uh you know w- would you it, you could quit so mm-hmm. why why haven't you and that's mm-hmm. it it's, yeah oh yeah 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 so I don't think no. I so I didn't ask this. I didn't ask this while we were recording. Oh, this is prior. Yeah, yeah. Not to blow yeah. up. You know. No, 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 no. This is good. So, so for the listener, I asked Blake. I, I said, you know, you could quit right now, and you have enough money to keep going. What, what, what keeps you going? And that, that's that's a little that's a little insight of how how we came to this because. Um, you know, everybody's different and everybody could say, oh, I could retire off that. But there definitely there are people that would look at your income and what you have put away and say, I don't know why he keeps pushing. I'd be done. I'd be kicking my feet up. I'd be on a beach. I think I asked you this question uh, a few years back. I said, you know, <laughs> I, I can edit this out because I can edit this out if you don't like it. But I said, dude, you could pull up. You could be on a beach in Thailand. You could be in Central America kicked back like why you keep going? And you said, because I want to do really cool shit and have really nice things. And I want to be wealthy in the US. I don't want to have to go somewhere else to feel that way. So that's why I keep pushing. And I was like, okay, respect on that. I, yeah, I never thought about it that way. Well, you gotta, so you, you got to turn, you got to like, you know, I mean, mind you, everyone's got a new chapter in lives and things like that. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> my life is here. That's where my friends are. That's where my family is and all that stuff. And so like, I'm not just going to like selfishly leave mm-hmm. because I've hit something and I'm like, peace out everybody. that has been good to me my whole life. I'm done. You guys come visit me if you want or you don't. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's part of why that is that why. Um, I think, uh, yeah, not to get, you know, too personal on your show, but it's, uh, no, get personal. Cause I didn't is, know this that. Is, this is, yeah, no, I'm just talking about like, you know, uh, I think Derek in his last, was it, was it episode five? I think so. Yeah, you're listening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a bunch of those. <laughs> um, so uh, you're talking about your trip to Thailand. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's like, you know, it's something fun. I'd rather go there with my friends and live there and have them come with or to. Right. It's a little right. different. It's different. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it was a good, you, you got the travel hacks and things like that. You're talking about good, good reads. There's a good segue to that. And this segues into our career as well. So this is a good just push. Um, I'd have to look at the writer. You ever, have you ever heard of the book, A Hacker's Mind? No. Okay. So yeah, i never heard of it. I'll just send it to you. You can have it from my house. Um, Thank you. But it's, it's, a well, it's just how people think. So it's kind of into this. And it's a wonderful book for anyone who needs a book to read. It's short. Mm-hmm. It's also good. Um, 
an easy read. But one of the things that was interesting, like the first couple pages of the book, it talks about like, you know, this professor goes in there and he goes, I want everyone to figure out that here's the assignment for the first test. And he was a cybersecurity teacher. Okay? And he goes, I want you to cheat on this test. And he who cheated the best and how they did it. It was a process of what they were doing. It was like mm-hmm. looking at the system. I'm like super embarrassed because it was a really good example. Um, I wish I could get a reason to read the books to teach yeah. Um, yeah. for the first 10 pages. Uh, but the the way that the kid that won the assignment did it was just very unique. And it was like a, a good way. He, he had used the environment around him to figure out what he needed. Mm-hmm. Um, to get the answers to the test and God, it was really good. I mean, it's super reverse. Um, but what we do that is, I think, you know, there's a lot of projects that are easy and this industry is like pretty easy. You can go buy a lot to have an old house on it. You can scrape it down and, you know, you can get a permit pretty easy and build a house and make X your 15% return on it or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. We don't do that. We get bigger returns. And yeah. the reason is we pick hairy properties. We pick ones that other people have failed at. So kind of segueing back into our last conversation, even yeah, it's the ones that other people couldn't do because they were hard and they gave up and you're like, and when they, when they give up on these, the value of them goes down. They're like, it's useless, whatever it is. And they're usually a little bit more willing to negotiate, give you longer time to do stuff. Um, and, so you can kind of like roll into this deal. Um, you know, I've got a big one coming up. We start hopefully, I don't know, I'm supposed to have an answer on a Friday. I was going to email today and super long project. But in that length came a neighbor that wanted to sell their property that made our project much more successful. We waited because it was like, man, the market's not good. It was a good deal when we bought it. And then we got it and it was just extremely complicated, but it took me 15 years, 20 years of doing this to figure out that I was like capable of doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And at the beginning, about a decade ago, I wasn't capable of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like kind of was, but kind of wasn't, we would have, we would have tripped up on stuff and not made a lot of money. And now it's, it's a lot uh, by anybody's standards. And so mm-hmm. it, it, it it's, it's good to take things that are out of your comfort zone, you know, go past your quota, go past whatever, spend a little bit of extra time here or there. Um, because generally speaking, as Alex Hermosi said, right. Get yourself out of that comfort zone and like, you know, and move forward because yeah, other people gave up and this, that's what they would do on these projects. They're like, here's all this shit. And you're like, well, you guys did it all wrong. We've got one that we're starting in two weeks that we looked at buying a year and a half ago. Didn't work for us. Uh, sellers weren't willing to give us the price we wanted. Circle back a year later and a friend of a friend called me, said, Hey, and I, and I knew him, um, said, Hey, you know, we want to work together. We, we want to work with your construction company and the development company because you've got some knowledge and you know, like we're looking at these properties and I'm like, ah, those are a little far for us. I'm like, we'd really like to stay in Kirkland and Bellevue and Mercer Island and Seattle. It's like our little pocket. Otherwise we're just not going to be good. And said, Oh, I just so happen to have this one in Kirkland. 
like, which one? And he gave me the project. I'm like, oh, shit, I know that project. So they got it. And when I really started diving into the plans and we're looking at all the numbers, and I'm like, God, you know, if we could just move this, we're going to knock we knocked half a million dollars off the thing, maybe more. Oh, shit. By just, like, shifting something, like, five feet that nobody saw. But I saw it because I've been doing it long enough. Yeah, I was going to say, and I just have to take a pause. So you saw it because of experience, because you see shit, you van see shit. That's another story. But you right. see shit that no one else would see. And this is this is just a slight side note. So <clears throat> if you... You all have the ability, but if you check out LNL Builds on Instagram, if you go to their website, Blake is doing, we're not talking about little ramblers here. Blake's doing really nice projects. And that's not to say that he would shy away from something smaller, but my mom, who I would consider someone with really good taste and like, a, I wouldn't say a style guru, but she can quickly tell you, tell you what looks good and what doesn't look good. My mom's always saying like, Wow, I can't. I wonder who Blake's hiring to do these things. Like, I, like I, I wonder who he's using to envision this. I'm like, no, that's all Blake. He's seeing this and he's making it come to real life. And she's saying, well, this looks like a, you know, like a great, like some interior designer and the layout. This is something I'd see in a magazine in LA. I'm like, yeah, that's Blake. So, so quick side note, you should absolutely check out what the project he does. How tall is your front door? Just, just quick. 20 feet. 20 feet. Okay. So he does the, the projects that he works on the, the best, the, uh, the closest thing I can liken it to would be like Tony Stark projects. If you think about Iron Man, he, he's typically not building things, at least not for himself that aren't something that you're going to walk up and say, holy shit. And the amount of Instagram videos I've seen of friends taking pictures or showing the door or the, the walkway in or the backyard. It, it is, um, I, I highly encourage you to check it out. So I just took over for a second, but, but, but back to you. So okay. you see things differently than other people would see them. So anyway, the one thing I'm picking up on, there's many things, but your ability to see things differently or to see things that other people can't see or don't have the experience to see that's been a big factor into your success in <clears throat> in more profitable projects, making more money. And I think you said you moved one thing five feet and it was about a half million dollar difference. Yeah. Something like that. You made a move. Yeah. I think, you know, in the, the, and going back to your last episode, 10, five, five, 10, something, 10, five. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> was the, uh, the, the confidence thing. So when I first started doing this and we would like look at shit, I'd be like, Oh my God, I don't know how we're going to do this, but like yeah. figure it out. And we're building a house for a friend right now. And you know, the, my answer for him always is he's like, can we do this? I'm like, I can do whatever the fuck you want. It costs <laughs> money. And he's yeah. like, all right, cool. And it's fun for me because it challenges me and he trusts me enough to let me do that. And mm -hmm. That's something that, mind you, I wouldn't like do something that I don't think I could do, right? Yeah. I can like I usually can figure it out, or I'm just gonna tell them you can't do that. Like I can't make some shit just float in the middle of the air. Like I can't do that. But right. there, the most things in general we can do or we can figure out, and it makes it fun. So we do roughly like two custom homes a year. And the reason that we do that is for the like fun factor mm -hmm. or, you know, like higher end spec homes. Mm -hmm. 
They're not as profitable, but they're fun. So it's like, is that more like, uh, <clears throat> I, I wouldn't say um, you can tell me, but not like a passion project, but like a way to creatively express yourself. Yeah, kind of. It's like my golf tournament, if you would. It's like, yes, yes. It's what I like to do because it kind of like doesn't feel like work to me. Right. Mind you, right. the day to day of it is, but like when you get done with those, they're fucking awesome. Yeah. And you yeah. know, look what I did. This is so cool. And mm-hmm. when you get, when I get done building 30 townhomes, Right. Made a bunch of money. Right. But it's not, you didn't get to do as much creative flair. You didn't get to do everything. It, that's more like a, how can I squeeze the most profit out of this versus how can I make something that's really cool? Right. And we, and, and the hardest part is, is the, this is a generational thing. And this I wholeheartedly agree with. The product that we deliver on our like entry level homes the expectation is that they're getting one of our custom homes. Mm-hmm. You know, they get in, oh, I don't like this flooring. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. You bought it. It's LVP. That's what you get at this price point. Oh, it's just ridiculous. You wouldn't have done hardwoods. I'm like, you could have, but then you couldn't afford the house. <laughs> so like, I, you know, when I was 26, I thought it was bullshit. I couldn't drive a Ferrari. Yeah. You couldn't afford it. Right. So, you know, the knobs were plastic and shit like that. Right. So that is my, like, PSA to younger people is, you know, it'll, you'll get there if your expectations are real of what you get. It's, you know, when you go to McDonald's, you're going to get a cheap cheeseburger. When you go to, you know, John Howie, you're going to get a real nice one, but you're going to pay for it. Right. And, you know, it's like one of my favorite restaurants around here is Ascend. I think it's just a cool place to go. It's beautiful. Yeah. The food's good. And the biggest complaint from people is like, oh, it's just so expensive. I don't think the food's worth it. I'm like, you're not going for the fucking food, dude. <laughs> the, <laughs> the food is good. But... The food is good. We've been there together. The, yeah. food is good. And the food is good. But it's you're not paying for the food. Mm-hmm. You're paying for the food and the service and the atmosphere and all that shit costs. You can't hire shitty waiters and a shitty chef. And, mm-hmm. you know, your cleaning crew can't be garbage. It's like everything that makes that happen makes that better. Now, if you go to Denny's, yeah, the bathroom's going to be a little dirty. The service is going to be kind of whatever. The food's going to be overcooked because it was sitting in the heat thing for too long or it just wasn't that good of food. Mm-hmm. You may get a stomachache at the end because the oil's dog shit. Right. It's just you get a different experience based on where you go. You get what Homes, you pay for. You get what you pay for. Yeah. And it's, you know, that's, I'm sure what you preach and all the stuff that you do is you get a different process based on what you're paying for you know mm-hmm. the guy that's getting a i don't know widget a sold to him versus you know it's enterprise software it's like yeah dude the guy's gonna kiss your ass a little bit more when you're buying two million dollars worth of shit than mm-hmm. you know you buying an ad space on zillow mm-hmm. like it's a different experience mm-hmm. you don't get to go to the suite for beyonce or whatever it is right right you know, so a good example, <clears throat> a good example of that is, and I use this pretty frequently. Um, I hope you haven't had this experience and hopefully the, the CEO of this company doesn't come after me, but everyone knows their dog shit. Have you ever flown with Spirit Airlines? No, I, I have flown one time. I, I was on the East Coast and I was flying from Baltimore, which that's not a place you want to hang out either, but Baltimore to somewhere else. And the, the reason I went with that ticket was 
maybe it was 30 bucks cheaper than another one. It was just like a, a quick trip, a connection from somewhere to somewhere else. For that $30 that I saved, I had to pay for water, peanuts. I basically had to pay for a seatbelt. I had to basically, I, I definitely had to pay to bring every bag on. And I didn't have a seat assignment. Like if, if I wanted to get that, I would have paid for it. And when I buy, I fly with Alaska all the time and they're not the cheapest, but I know I've saved more money by being able to change my flight and bank the fare. I know I've saved more money because my loyalty to them, I'm always in premium or first class and they're a little bit more expensive, but they don't have the same issues that other airlines have. And I could absolutely save a little bit of money and go with the cheap route, but I can guarantee I'm gonna be there later I might get in a fight on the plane. I might get in a fight while waiting for it. If you're waiting for Spirit Airlines, the, the boarding area, that's a step below Walmart, in my opinion. Like, this is not a place you want to be. So I prefer paying for what I get. But it's funny, the biggest complaints, and when you see these viral videos, they're not coming from Delta. They're not coming from Alaska Airlines or JetBlue. It's Spirit or Frontier. And it's because you're paying a lower amount to be with people that want to pay a lower amount that then complain that the seat doesn't recline and there's not safety, safety, whatever. And it just is a lesser experience. So back to what you're saying. Yeah, it is. The irony is rich that they're frustrated that they didn't get the marble countertop when they paid for the plastic. You know, it's right. like, what, what did you want the house or not? You have a roof over your head. It's built. Well, it's just not, doesn't have the finishes you thought you'd get or, and, and no sneak there. You just had different expectations on your own. I don't know what you were thinking. Right. It's it's the, you know, it's like, this is this is what we sell. It's I, and like a lot of what we sell is a Honda Accord. Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. Accord's also, a great car. Yeah, we just also make Bentleys. Right. So, right. And, and you can buy anything in between mm -hmm. and we can do it for you. Just money. Yeah. Well, you, you know, you're talking flying experiences and. I know your show from listening to it does not podcast. What is the show? It's a show. Podcast. And yeah. I don't even, I'm still figuring that out. So it, the experience and I, you know, I heard you talk about the, the travel hack of going down to LA and stuff like that, which is good. Yeah. But the experience, like I fly out of pain field every chance. Oh I my get. God. I still haven't done it. I uh, see. It, oh my God. I you, want to talk, you want to talk about like the chaos and you know, my house, it's like yeah. equipment and whatever. Yeah. You're about the same. It's really yeah. not that much. Um, but the biggest difference is, and this is what made me think of it, you're, you know, all the heck people, mm -hmm. you know, people of Walmart, if you would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it's when you get there, there's two terminals, like, or whatever terminals. So yeah. Yeah. Planes, you get two planes there at once. That's it. Security's nothing. It's like, cause there's only two planes worth of people. Two there. gates. That's what it is. Two, two gates. gates. One yeah. terminal, two gates. Yeah. Yeah. One terminal, two gates. Sorry. So you have two gates. There's nobody there is stressed out because mm -hmm. they didn't, they, even if they were running late, they caught right through security because yeah. shit, there wasn't another flight for 40,000 other flights right then. Yeah. The second you walk in there, the energy level is like calm. Yeah. So if you're stressed out about getting to the airport or flying stresses you out, fly through pain field yeah. because you get there and you're like, shit, man, I'm like, I got here two hours. That was dumb. Mm -hmm. I never get to the airport two hours early, but yeah. My last flight, it was a 6 a.m. flight. I left my house at 5 a.m. And I had time to get a coffee and a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Once I got in. Relaxed. So 
And I was, yeah, I was like, and I was not stressed one time, you know, you pull up, you park like across the street, like mm -hmm. literally like across two lanes from the front, you walk through security, you do their little check, you bust it through and you're done. And if God forbid you were late for your flight and it were going to take off and they haven't closed that door yet, I guarantee you they're going to wait for you. It's just a, it's a different feel. It's a different feel. And the people around you all that way. And so there's no like high anxiety. So it's like, it just changes your whole like vibe rolling into flying mm -hmm. and SeaTac just, I mean, it's a big airport. It doesn't suck by any means. It's just big. It's just big. There's a lot of people there. It's like, if you don't like it, it's, it's the equivalent of going to Benaroya hall, which is a, like for people that aren't here, like a small venue in Seattle. that's very nice. The ballet, I think it's the ballet. Ballet orchestra. It's oh, like fine, know. fine arts is I think what, what they, right. What they would encompass a comedy show here or there or whatever. You can go yeah. kind of see whatever you want. Some people do stuff, small yeah. show, thousand people or less. Mm -hmm. Or Safeco with 80,000 people. Totally different. Yeah. Stressful. Right. You're going to get bumped into. Someone's going to spill something on you. You're going to wait in line. It's just, yeah, completely different experience. Yeah. Bathrooms are going to be sticky. Oh, God. The bathrooms at uh, Painfield are like pristine. Yeah, yeah. Like pristine. I got to do it. Yeah, you should. I mean, you should fly. You should fly pain. Pain to LA. Um, yeah, it's so easy. Yeah. You're going on for a while, but yeah. So don't park there, but just cab up. Um, yeah. It just, just for the experience in itself. And cause I, I've heard this so many times. I've, it's something I've got to do. And as much as you fly, it's like, if you're going anywhere on the West coast, it's just so easy. Mm -hmm. And the, uh, another travel hack, Noah taught me this, um, is when you're just, when you're booking in Alaska, mm -hmm. you just put Seattle area airports. Yeah. 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 Drags off pain or that. So you get a pick. And it's yeah. like, and usually I, I don't want to say usually from time to time, it's more expensive to go in Alaska or I'm out of pain, pain. but sometimes it's cheaper. Well, it's not a pain to fly out of pain, but we'll yeah. there. Yeah. You're paying, you're, you're paying right. for your safety you or for your ease. There you go. No, but that's, I mean, it, and taking so I, that you know, as it all kind of comes back full circle, taking like certain stresses out of your life that are super easy, mm -hmm. I think is probably, you know, where your friends have mentioned, you know, it's like oh, Blake makes it look easy. That's probably the big part of it is taking all this shit that I can take out of my life mm -hmm. simply because I can't take out the stress of my job and all mm -hmm. this shit that happens. That I can't, but. I can take out as much stress as I can at home, on my weekends, when I travel, all that stuff. And that's that's why I don't really like the golf and stuff like that. I'm like stressed out all day because I should be doing something else. Yeah, I hate that feeling. Yeah, and I'm like, I just I, I, I have no passion for this. Like, I like golf's fine, but like, it's not. It's, it doesn't. It, the juice isn't worth the squeeze for that. Mm -hmm. And if you can eliminate your outside stresses, you're not going to be as freaked out when you get to work because mm -hmm. it's like, you just get back from vacation and your flight was late and this was going on and blah, blah, blah. And sometimes you just can't help that shit. And yeah. also like, if you can't help it, like let it go. Yeah. And try to be as nice to people as humanly possible. Cause it can be tough. I work on that every day. <laughs> that, yeah. That's something I have to practice every single day. And it's a good thing to practice. I mean, it's you know, generally speaking, most people are like 
good and they want good for you and sometimes they just do shit and it's what, what you would think is so simple to figure out they can't mm-hmm. and so like step back and go hey you know maybe what what we see they don't see and mm-hmm. you know, Van and I talked about this the other day. So we do, we do like um, offering memorandums, right? So we'll take on investors on some of our projects. Mm-hmm. And we just give them like a data dump. It's like, hey, here's the numbers on it. Here's a pretty little picture of how this all works. If you were to give us X in this many years, you get X back or months or whatever it is. And But we're reading it as you guys have been doing this forever. And then we give it to a doctor. Mm-hmm. or a lawyer or a, you know sales guy whoever tech guy whatever it may be and they're like what the fuck is this yeah what does this mean i don't understand it and and i i have gotten really good at the beginning like years and years ago i'm like i don't know i don't understand how these people don't get this simple these are numbers and math is like one of the hardest things for people yeah and so and now it's more why don't we walk through it <laughs> i understand that if you know you're an engineer and you just sent me a bunch of engineering stuff i'd be like uh i'm so in left field i have no idea mm-hmm. it doesn't make you dumb it just yeah. makes you not understand experienced in that realm it's it, i i look at it like this trying to read some it could make all the sense in the world but trying to figure out someone else's spreadsheet mm-hmm. in excel is yeah. like almost impossible sometimes yeah because yeah. you're like what did you yeah, Dude. what formula did you put in? How is this supposed Where to work? You yeah, you can drag into each one to figure it out, but like, it's easier to just ask the guy. Yeah, you know, you can get a good look at a T-bone <laughs> sticking your head up a bull's ass. Yeah, <laughs> yes, this is this is very true. This yeah. is very true. That's a Tommy Boy reference for all of you that think I'm a sicko. Yeah, no, uh, Tommy Boy, that's it. Run that back. I actually need to watch that again. Someone brought that up recently to me, and I was like, um, "It's been too long. I need to watch it again." Yeah, it's uh, it's a, it's a great flick. Um, so, well, you know, it's <laughs> love movies. Yeah, uh, sitting at home and watching dumb ones. Yeah. So. It, uh, yeah. it it can take the <clears throat> it can take the sting out of life when you lose yourself in a movie or you lose yourself in a comedy, especially for that hour, hour and a half, two hours. We forget about other things. Um, I actually I, I don't know if you do this like, side note, but this is just conversation. Um, I haven't gone to a movie since prior to COVID. And okay. I've gone to two recently and I struggle to watch movies at home. I just I'm on my phone. Something comes up. Uh, the last two movies I went to, I was fully engaged. It, it did. It changed the experience. And I, I think that I'm going to, um, as much as possible, see movies as opposed to trying to watch them at home. Just I, I, I do the movie a disservice. I miss too much. I zone out and whatnot. But yeah, being in the theater, that that brought back the almost like childlike wonder of going to see a movie. Like I was immersed in it and it, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed what I saw. Yeah, I, I, it's uh, last one I saw was Top, the new Top. That's what I. That, that was the one that brought me back to theaters. I saw that and I was like, "Fuck, that was amazing!" Like, how, how I missed this? It was, it was good. I think we saw one other one after that, so I'm thinking I'm on your same boat. But yeah, these yeah. are just like yeah. you just sit there with my daughter. Uh, yeah. But there's uh, they they take your attention away from a ton and what. Mm-hmm. 
what I couldn't avoid earlier, but what I have been able to avoid is like, you know, as I know you do this, bring your phone on do not, do not disturb. disturb. Yeah. And you check it out later. I've got my computer on do not disturb. Um, yeah. The emails are still dinging through, but that is what it is. Mm-hmm. And being able to do that at night is a big thing. That's again, with the two phones, it's like being able to like totally just, and, and I never thought about this, but like, if you're doing something, so it's a good takeaway for me from this is if you're doing something with people, if you're with the people you want to be with and everyone's there, yeah, nothing else matters. Yeah. Leave your phone in your car, do whatever. And I'm, when I, when I go out on the weekends, I do that. I go throw the phone in my bag in the boat. And yeah. I'm like, the only one I have is like, which I should just do on my iPad is just music. Yeah. And you're where you want to be with who yeah. you want to be with. I'm like, I don't need to be a secretary for myself right now, answering texts and this and that that don't matter. So it's like, enjoy where you're at and don't bring your phone with you. If you're somebody, if you're at dinner at someone's house, I think it's really rude. Mm-hmm. Uh, mind you, I've done it. Uh, Same. And, you know, if you're watching a movie, even if you're with somebody and you're like, and you're on your phone, you're not watching the movie. So what's the point? Right. Um, and it's, they're, they're super great tools, but I think that they're like really bad for people too. Um, mm-hmm. If they're used improperly, you've got like this television with you at all times. So mm-hmm. my, my takeaway for the day is just put the shit away. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, about, about what you said, and, and this is, um, I should find the article and if you care, I'll share it with you. Uh, but I saw an article about two years ago. So my phone screen, you've got a daughter, it's different, but the back of my phone screen, it's black. And I keep everything really well organized. Actually, my phone's in black and white right now. The okay. color, the color attracts your eyes to it. Instagram's not fun to look at in black and white. So I set it to grayscale. It just takes my focus away from that. But this is the most powerful tool that we have on earth right now that's accessible to everybody. And we have changed the way that we use it to where we now work for our phone. And if you don't take off your notifications, There's always an update. Hey, rate us. Are you enjoying the app? New special, new savings, Uber, 15% off if you do this right now. If you turn all that shit off, your time, think about what your time is worth. You don't have to say this. Think about what your time is worth per hour. Think about what your time is worth per minute. And then think about how many times you look down at your phone for something that's irrelevant. Add that up over a year. Knowing your time, you probably spend a fuck load of money just looking at your phone. I think the, I, I would agree. I think the hardest part about it, it's not even just the look. It's mm-hmm. If you're focused on something, like I've gone into my phone to do something. I'm yeah. Like, oh, I got to get a hold of this person. And something and else. Fucking you. email pops up. Yep. And I'm like, oh shit. And I grab mm-hmm. it. And I'm like, I don't even know what I was just doing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I'm like, I, and, and it was very important enough that I stopped what I was doing here to look at there. Yeah. And now I haven't done it. Yeah. And so I, I think that's wonderful advice is just rip the notifications out. Rip the notifications out. It, 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 everything is so real time. And it's like, you know, some people are just extremely impatient. You don't get mm-hmm. back five minutes and they think that, you know, you're dead or something like that. But mm-hmm. after a while, you know, it's any behavior you start to teach that you're just not accessible immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you got to see stuff that phone calls on. I would imagine. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, so, no, no, so that's a good yeah. question. <clears throat> so I have, I have my phone on do not disturb right now and I yeah. do keep it on do not disturb most of the time. But when I take it off, the only thing that will make my phone go off is a phone call. If you okay. email me, nothing. If you text me, nothing. You can't, there's nothing that will happen other than a call. And I said it that way because I naturally check my email. 
I don't need a notification. I probably check right. my email every 45 minutes to an hour and a half. If right. you couldn't wait 45 minutes or an hour and a half for the response, you would have texted me. Or, and we're going to use this, I check my text probably when I have my phone every time I have it. I'll look at it. So it could be anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour and a half. If you right. had something so important that you need a quick response, you're going to call me. And that's the only way to get a hold of me. And people will, especially if you set something like if you put a, a rule in place for your employees, like, yeah, you can get a hold of me at any time. Send me a text. If I don't get back to you right away, go ahead and call me in case of an emergency. And when you put that wording in, dude, call me anytime in case of emergency, the calls will go down. And you're in a different world because it's an emergency to them. But I agree with you, though. No, it's just, it's, it's just setting their expectations i totally agree with you mm -hmm. you know let's let's define what an emergency is when you're calling yeah is that really because it's going to take a while you know yeah. it's like is, is this really an emergency mm -hmm. well no and then we go back to are there are there 90 million different things other than this that you can do right now right yeah and then i know if you're calling me that i gotta go oh hey, shit this is real yeah and you know there's something going on uh, my wife is a wonderful example of this like she doesn't She'll text me and she'll wait nine hours mm -hmm. for me to get back to her. Mm -hmm. And it's not like, what That's were awesome. you doing all day? It's like, yeah. you were clearly busy. Yeah. If she needs me, she'll call my work phone. Mm -hmm. I mean, she obviously has both numbers. So it's like, you know, if there's something going on, that's that. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't take advantage of it. When people do, it's, you know, it's the boy that cried wolf. Over right. No, oh. you're like, okay, yeah. We so. mentioned, you know, you had someone that called you three or four times and it wasn't really an emergency. They just burned that opportunity. And now you know that if they're calling three or four times, it's probably not a big deal. And they could have a building on fire now. But you're like, ah, last time it was circuit breaker was flipped. They blew me up, you know, something like that. Well, maybe if the building's on fire and they cried wolf enough and they can figure it out on their own. Yeah. If the building's on fire, they can call 911. That should, that should have been their first call. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. It's like, I'm not going to be able to do anything anyway. So yeah, there, there's the, the vast majority of things that I can do. I can only do because I've exhausted mm -hmm. all the outlets first mm -hmm. and I just sat down and figured them out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've got, as you mentioned, so many resources now. It's yeah. like, Shit, I can Google it. I can try to figure this out. I mean, when I first started building houses, I didn't have, I, I'd never done it before. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'd like worked on construction sites, but I'd never built a house. And I'd sit there with the inspectors and they'd be like, oh, you need to do this, 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 and that. And I'd be like remembering all the shit. And the second they'd leave, I'd like write everything down. Yeah. And then I'd go look it up. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I want that. Look at this hold down and go get this and I'm, you know, strapped. It's like, there's like all this stuff I just didn't know. Yeah. You know? And it's like, Oh, okay. And then you learn, but you have to listen to learn. And you know, that's where that's a hard skill for most people. Listening is hard. No, I got it. I got it. I got it. You know, and you're like, you don't. are you sure you got it? Oh, yep. No problem. Cool. Then they I'm fuck it up. Yourself. Yeah. If you don't do it right, are you fired? Is that fair? Cause you got it. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah. Are you you're sure you don't want to ask another question? Yeah, questions or ask as many questions as possible. I saw, fuck, I saw this today. It was basically like, you know, one of the best questions, something was like, I don't know the, you know, it's like, learn how to say like, I don't, I don't know what that is. Mm -hmm. 
you know, I, can, can you, can you explain it to me? Yeah. Don't, don't be embarrassed by not knowing it's we're talking about with the investors and stuff. It's like, don't be embarrassed not knowing what, what our industry terms are. You know, I listen to you and John talk and you guys have all these acronyms and this and the other. And it's like, I wouldn't be embarrassed going, I don't know what that is. No, yeah, no, yeah, sorry. What's embarrassing is when you agree to something that you don't understand and then you're upset that it didn't go the way you thought it would because you just didn't want to raise your hand and say, uh, wait, wait, what does that mean? I know I right. signed for it. I know I agreed to it and paid for it. But uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little upset with the results. It's like, what? You, you yeah. told me you were ready to go. <laughs> right. Then you're, yeah, you're in a, you're in a bad, you're in a pickle. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's a, so there's a few things we've talked about and I, I don't want to miss this because I, I think this is important. So it, when I'm going back, so I, I met you, I met you at the age of nine and that would make you were 12 at the time. <clears throat> and I, so I remember, you know, we're talking about building we're talking about ups and downs and this and that uh, there, there's a valuable piece here. So you were, you won the award in high school of most likely to be an unemployed millionaire. Yes. And that has, I mean, it, it's, you're self-employed. So this has come true. So why, why would that have been, what would have been the signal that would make your peers think that way, you know, to vote you in that way and taking it further back. I remember when I met you, my mom talks about this still to this day, you were a little kid, you know, you were a big kid to me, but you were a little kid that was cooking and doing your own laundry and coming up with any, you know, this, we're talking about the big, the big money-making projects now, but everything's relative. And then you had a pressure washer out going around the neighborhood, pressure washing things for, for money, obviously anything right. that you could do to make money. You were pressure washing. I think this was you, you're pressure washing docks, like, in an inner tube, spraying the sides down. Where, what makes you tick? Like, wh where was that? That is nothing short of a hustler mentality. And if I'm, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking about the car washes, like where Uncle X is now running those. You always have your hands in a few different things. And these aren't, you know, for, for the people that said, get Blake on, man, he's killing it, which I hate that. I actually hate hearing that. He's killing it. It's the most overused thing. But when you, when you see this, not everyone has seen the, I'm not going to say dirty jobs, but you've had your hands in jobs that weren't so luxurious and you've made them work in a way that has benefited you consistently and you've constantly elevated off. But what would, what is that piece? Why? I wouldn't have been doing laundry at 12. I mean, unless I had to, but what, what was, what made you tick in that way? Well, one of them was that I had to. Uh, <laughs> so that was one. Was yeah. I mean, I could have been the stinky kid, but I wasn't. So, yeah. Without getting, cause that's a, another story, but yeah. you know, I, I was, I was kind of by myself from probably 12 on mm -hmm. to some. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, I had enough money to, I guess get groceries and then, you know, there was no housing or anything that I had to deal with. My dad took care of all that. Um, but like anything that I wanted to do outside of that was, that was on me. Um, and so, and you know, he just, he was, he was working. He was a single dad at the time and I lived yeah. with him full time. And so I just, you know, he was, he was out doing his thing and you know, he just wasn't, he was probably home one day a week and he was at his girlfriend's at the other 
six, five, whatever it was for that. And so, I mean, I just had no real choice other than like, I could just come home and sit there. And I never thought about this. It was like, I just go sit there alone or I go do some shit. Mm -hmm. And so it was, I chose to go do some shit. It was the, you know, I had tools to be able to do it. I'm like, all right, the first one I did was like lawn mowing. And, you know, I just walked back and I'm like, all right, I just walked, you know, three miles. This person's house with a lawnmower. This is extremely inefficient. Let's see how many routes I can get. So I just knock on people's doors on the way back. Go, hey, I'm mowing lawns and, you know, I can do this for you. You know, I can do it right now. I have time for some. And, you know, at that, you know, I'm just continue to do that and get different people. And, you know, then that was how, you know, then I bought a pressure washer and then it was like, you know, you go out and drive around and try to get as many people on the pressure washing as you could. And, you know, word gets around like anything and businesses take a long time to grow. Um, but the, the what, what made me tick with it partially was necessity. And I, I think the bigger thing that I see a lot of people struggle with that have been given a lot of things is the like joy that you get from doing it on your own. And mind you'd be super nice. Like, you know, I've never had to do anything, but at least at that point, I don't have to ask anybody for anything that I do. Yeah. And I've seen people have to ask like, Hey, you know, I don't like, I can't buy that car because it wouldn't look good. And I'm like, Oh, like, and just like to the, to, to the family or, you know, there's like trusts and things like that. And they're like, Oh no, we can't have fancy cars. It doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Oh, that's crazy. Oh. Just from, from an optical perspective, like they just don't want yeah, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, they can't, it's, it's, it's optics, right? And they're, or they're just afraid to do it. Like, you know, they, they've got the money, but they, they're doing it. And someone goes, you know, it's a really, that's a really irresponsible purchase. You know, and you're like, well, it's my money. Yeah, but, but you know, I'm not saying me. Oh, yeah. Saying, yeah. Right. That, like, yeah. Right. If it's my money. Well, is it though? I mean, we, right. we you know, the reason we gave you that money was to was to buy a house, and, right. you know, make sure that your family's set up in this set and the other. We don't want to, we don't want you to have to ask us for more. Oh, and wow. so, so that's that's what I've seen, and you know, I've seen some people where that's not the case. Mm-hmm. I've seen some people where that is the case. So it's, and that's just a family dynamic or whatever it is. Yeah, um, you know, it's it's so that's part of it not that i ever had that option but uh, <laughs> it was uh it, part of it's just you, when, you, when you earn something when you you know when you win a race or you like you cook a meal i love cooking so you yeah. like cook a meal and when you're done you like your reward is like how delicious it is yeah how shitty it is based on you know maybe you fucked up yeah. a thing or two um everyone's gonna tell you it's delicious because you made a dinner exactly but you know um, <laughs> no, you're a good cook. No, you're a good cook. I, well, you, no, I, I can verify. I meant like you know it. Like you yeah. know, you're like this is shit. This, this is burnt so to hell. Oh no, 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 man, it's great. <laughs> the salad's great. Yeah. Lettuce. Um, so there, I think it's just the reward to yourself, and that's why, like, I you know, I mean, cooking is like therapeutic to me. So you come home, it's like all you can focus on, and that's why I like doing it. Um, otherwise, you burn shit, but. I would say that's the very long-winded answer to why I like doing that. So it's your, it's the self-rewards when you get done with the project. Like for me, at least, I try to reward myself then of any big project, and um, you know, I'm like, that was dope. I'm gonna go do this. I'm gonna enjoy it for as long as I'm gonna enjoy it for. Mm-hmm. And 
it, it makes it worthwhile and and it's like you're not just doing it just to like stack up a bunch like i don't i don't get the you know the old rich guy that still drives uh, and and this is everyone's got their own shit but it's like the old yeah, rich guys with you know five billion dollars but still like warren buffett right he like still drives like 1970 whatever and you're like why it's <laughs> like, a really good like, point yeah it's like your time is so valuable like what if your car broke down what if his car broke down really it's security helicopter pick me up just, just right. the, the helicopter's following him it's just, it's like it's almost like they do it to do it yeah to be like quirky yeah yeah um, yeah 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 exactly and to be like oh this is my value and this is why i do it but it's like but bro you got a you know 100 million dollar jet too you're not fooling anybody like right buy a nice car right and mind you a nice car may not mean shit to them either totally uh, so you know i could be way in left field on that and i probably am but I think it's a it's a statement piece because yeah. it doesn't unless it's a classic car, unless it's a Lincoln where you're trying to show it off. I prefer reliability. Driving the 88 Honda Accord is cool, but the 2023 might be a little bit nicer ride. And I, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure he lives in the same home in Omaha yeah. that he's had. But I'm sure he's spending more than whatever paid off mortgage was per night in a hotel when he goes and travels. So it's a it's probably oh, a huge thing. I would I, I agree with your statement. Yeah, you got a Chrysler from nineteen eighty, right? Yeah. It's like get my brand new one. Still a Chrysler. Yeah, it's still like, a Chrysler. You're still living way below your means, but why why are you fucking around with manual windows that you know the handle broke off just to make a statement? I get it, but this looks a little foolish. Yeah. I mean, everyone's life's got their own statements, right? Yeah. You know, some are watches and cars and planes and boats and blah 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 blah. And some are, you know, some like Seattle's a great example of like the reverse statement on that, which mm -hmm. is interesting. But yeah. um, you know, that's it's like it's it's like the ashamed. It's yeah, yeah. Um, but whatever, you know. Yeah. It's, different areas it, it's some it's kind of like the because in bellevue you know if we're talking about bellevue and you see the cars right. that would pull in to pull in uh to uh park it ascend if we're using that there mm -hmm. you're going to see the new money that that's going to be the more new money flex versus in seattle yeah it's understated it's kind of like hush hushed it's it's the um you know we live in the small place and we act a certain way, but this lot alone is worth 2.5. So we're not, yeah, it's like, you're, if you know anything about anything, you're not fooling anyone. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I've been, I'm, it, it, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, just, I've just had people over time just, you know, be like, oh man, I wish I could, could have got a boat or whatever mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about you can't, but it's like, but they can't because yeah. it's, it, it, it's like a very weird thing. That's, that's gotta be, um, I, I'm not a I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a counselor. Um, but there has to be a pretty heavy level of um, psychological damage due to that. Because on one end you're successful and you're doing these things, but you recognize that you're still a little kid with an allowance, and it looks bad for you to use your money the way you want to use it because it really isn't your money to begin with. Like you spend it all on candy instead of lunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it but it takes away from it takes away from ownership. It takes away from a, just self accomplishment, feeling accomplished. Because if this tip wasn't here, or if this platter wasn't here, then then what? You know, then right. where would I be? So I, I think that could definitely have some 
some psychological effects of not accomplishing anything. I've been watching Succession, so it's probably not something for me. So I got to I got to watch this. You mentioned that. I've, I've heard good yeah. things. Yeah, it's uh, it is good. Um, there was something I was going to say that was, uh, you know, your show, your thing. But I, I don't know if you do this, but it's I because I, I I was like, you know, like I'm going to take away the fact I'm going to turn my gray screen off my phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I probably get close to the end too, mm-hmm. so I'm sure you have some questions, or if mm-hmm. you don't, get close to done. But yeah. It's like a takeaway. So like Ali and I do this. It's like every day, you know, we go, Hey, you know, what was something that you did today? That was like great, right. For me to you, whatever it is, it's all thing, big thing, whatever it is. But at the end of your thing, it's like, Hey, what did, you know, what was the, not that there's probably not a lot of things, but what's the one thing you took, you're going to take away from the show and you're going to adapt in your life and you know, you probably take it from your people that you interview. And then, you know, we can take one from you too, mm-hmm. but it may be a good closing. Oh, I've got it. Oh, you do? Yeah, I've already got Have it. Have I not heard this? What? Have I not heard this? No, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 not a question. I've already got my, my takeaway from, oh, from today's it. show. Yeah. So, I was like, you already do that. No, 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 no. So sometimes sometimes I do, I'll do it in different ways. But no, so so my takeaway from this conversation, this is very valuable. And it and it's, uh, it's circling back on a discussion you and I had last week uh, pertaining to Matt Murray. We were talking about his yeah. success. So would I, so the, the goal, not even the goal, but what's happened here, what I'm looking at is the silver lining of getting myself into this podcast is it's going to be 52 episodes and it's going to be 52 episodes with people that I think have a decent judge of character, but people that I deem as successful in some role, some way, or someone that I'm impressed by. And I had, I was getting a little bit bored because the one key ingredient to success is you just don't give up. I keep hearing that. I keep hearing that. Just don't give up. Things are going to change. Things are going to be nasty. You just have to keep going. What we talked about today, and it's it's reframing. Sometimes you have to hear things in a different way for it to register for me or anybody. But when you said the reason that you've been, part of the reason that you've been so successful in development is that you go after the big, hairy, sticky projects that no one else wants to go for. That's just like Matt Murray calling on the high people that no one else wanted to call for. That's just like the guy who only talks to the hottest chick in the bar because he knows no one else is going to go for it. So this this extends on pushing yourself and being uncomfortable. Um, But this is a takeaway for me is, go for the things that no one else is willing to go for. Van said this to me a long time ago. I actually, um, I might have it in a text that I saved because I, um, if you're listening, I'm just pointing this up, but I am that uh, sentimental guy. And this was a great, yeah, I've got it here. This is a really, really, really great message from a mentor. And Blake, I look to you like a mentor, but you're more like a a brother. And this message, this was something that changed. This this changed my mood. It changed what I was doing. It changed what I was going to move forward with. And I was in a situation where I was really unsure, kind of like you're saying, I'm figuring it out as I go. I wasn't sure what I was going to do. And I'm going to have to paraphrase paraphrase here a little bit so I don't uh, reveal too much. But this is a message I got. And I think it was I was out of the country. Okay. And I was out of the country 15 hours ahead. So we'll just give, give a little bit of uh, detail to where I could have been. But Derek, 
If anyone can get this going, you can. Tap your resources, be efficient, and you'll crush it. There's no doubt it's a ton of work. It just depends on whether it's worth it for, if it's worth it for you for the money. Just make sure you're afforded the luxury of paying independent reps because that could be a great channel. You can pay folks such as blah, 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 and they will help you with the early lifting, but they'll be relatively inexpensive. Remember that the X dollar signing bonus is only because they won't guarantee you a two-year ramp up. If you hate it or you can't get it going, you'll be compensated at blank per month and you could always give back the blank as a windfall. What fun is life without challenges? And remember you're there for a reason. They've gone through how many morons that couldn't do it if their life's depended on it. Know your worth and believe in yourself. And that was before, and I keep this with me. That was yeah. before I took on a huge, I was going to print it up. I just, I keep it on my phone, but that was before taking on a huge, huge, hairy, dirty, nasty opportunity that no one else wanted to touch with a 10 foot pole. And getting into that, I am so grateful for the experience. I learned so much about myself. I got my MBA while working, it's essentially. Um, and yeah, so, so that's going to be my takeaway here is, if something looks nasty, if something looks difficult, if no one else is going to do it, if you believe, I mean, there's projects I'm sure that you wouldn't touch, but just in, yeah. in general, go for the things that you think are slightly out of reach. And you always have a little bit more in the tank and you're always capable of another thing. Um, so, so that was my takeaway. I don't know. I don't know if that's what, what you're going for there. No, that's totally it. And, and I'll just, I'll tap on that too, which is like, you know, this is like the cliche, do what you love, it's never work, blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. But which like, I wouldn't do what I do if I didn't get paid, no doubt. <laughs> uh, but, but I would like, I would build like a house a year. Mm -hmm. If I knew that I could like, not like, it, it, I wouldn't have to make a ton of money to do it. Put it like that. Just, just for like the art of it. So yeah. It has like a hobby. So the challenges that come with all that stuff, like as you you know, as we build homes and I, like, I wouldn't do production stuff, but like, I really do like getting through the challenge. It's like, you know, like I like puzzles and I like all that stuff that is like a hobby. Like that's fun stuff to do. I like figuring shit out. I like taking stuff apart and putting it back together. So like, that's what we do also. And so money aside, do some, do some shit that like you actually care about. Yeah. And you, and you will be successful because, and it's not because it's like, oh, if you care about it, it's going to be the easiest thing. It's not that. If you care about it, you'll continue to do it. It'll give you the reason to get past that shitty point. Mm -hmm. That's, I think, where that comes from. It's yeah. not it's like, oh, it won't be work. No, it's going to be work. It's just, it's worth it. It's, it's the guy that's at the gym that wants to get big, right? Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm not going to stop at 185 on the bench. I'm going to keep going because, like, right. that's that's my. I want to think of, like, I look great, but not me particularly like that, but it's like, you know, you're like, you, you look great and you, you could keep going and, but it's like, you're doing it because it's like this passion to you. Yeah. And you can see where people have a passion for things. They're not doing it because they're like trying to get money. They're like, you can see it in their eye mm -hmm. and it's some of them flop though. And that's totally cool. But they're like, not even mad that they flop. They're like, no, it's totally cool, man. Like, like I don't give a shit. Like just had this so much fun in this journey. And then so, and, it's interesting. No, that that's perfect. I just just in this last episode, we were talking about this again, but with the with the journey, 
we get so fixated. I, I struggle with this too. We get so fixated on the end goal. I forget that I'm in the journey. The journey is the fun part. When you finish, like we were talking about, the goal moves. When you get to the end of it, what's next? And and I I can speed past that and get frustrated. But the fun times, the exciting times, that is now when you're going through it. And once everything's complete, that it's nice that you finished it, but that's not the highlight. The highlight was the battles that that you went through. So I, I think yeah. that's a great great takeaway. Um, no. And to take it a little further, the guy in the gym, majority of them, they're not getting paid. It's very few bodybuilders that are making money. He's in there because he loves it. He likes the way he Don feels. Reno. What'd you say? Don Reno, good example. Don Reno. Yeah, major shout to Don Reno. I think, God, he's got to be 80, like 80, 84, something like that. Something like 85. Yeah, Dude's in the gym every day, two, two hours a day. His mind's sharp. He, yeah. So, yeah, that, that's a good example. And, and the last thing, as I'm coming up on time, the last two things that I would ask is if there is somebody that you want to thank for being support, a mentor, someone that's helped you, um, you know, I'll give you a little, I'll give you a little gimme here, maybe your wife, but uh, if there's someone. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like, honestly, too many people. I like super support. Yeah. So, like, obviously, that's a big, you know, that's a big thank you. But yeah. I mean, there's, Tons of people, friends, everyone. It's you know, it's the the support. I didn't bring this up, but it was you know, people that are like genuinely actually happy for you, which mm -hmm. I have a lot of people are. And mm -hmm. I'm actually super happy for them when I see you know, bring a map, for example. Like mm -hmm. you're like, dude, that's dope. Like you really want them to do a good job. Yeah. And you know, there's not like the hater shit or this, that, and the other. It's just some people just like get like have the inability to be happy for people. Yeah. And they're, they're just because they're just fucking sour at themselves. Yep. And it, it, those people, I mean, it, collectively, those are the people that, you know, I, you know, could thank whatever. It's like you've got all these people that are like positive in your life because when you have poison around you, they, they'll just take you down with it. It's you're talking about the, the people you hang out with. Mm -hmm. Hang out with people that are good and you'll, you'll never have that issue. You'll do better because there's not someone going, you don't question yourself about the shit you do. You yeah. just keep going. Yeah. It's like, oh, maybe I made the wrong decision here. It's like, yeah, you idiot, you lost money. It's like, man, it's like, you lose money on deals all the time. It's yeah. like, so it wasn't a bad deal. There's outside factors. It's, 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 the, the, the loss is not doing it. it it's, and that's cliche shit too, but whatever. No, 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 no. And that's, that's a good point. If you do notice that, if, if you notice that, um, if you notice that your circle isn't, if you're noticing more envy than appreciation for what you're accomplishing, you, you've very much outgrown your circle. And it's time to find some people that want to elevate you to their level. Um, that, yeah. That's something I, I firmly believe in. Um, in the, I think oh, sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. I was going to say, I think people can be like positively envious as well. Like, oh, that's great. Like, you know, how do I get there? What do I do? And, you know, so I think some people got to remember there's like, there, there's everyone's going to envy something about somebody else, right? Mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, like, oh, your work life's so great. It's like, well, your family life is fucking excellent, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, or whatever it is. It's, it's, That's it, a good it, point. Yeah. It's like, you know, like that. be good. There's good and bad. And there's, there's always going to be somebody that looks and goes, hey, you've got something better than I do. Po positive envy is good. Negative envy. You got to jump. And there, there's a, there's a clear distinction. And uh, this this is a, a pretty deep question. So if you 
don't know how to answer it, I can clip this off the end, but we'll, we'll see what you got. I'm look like an asshole. No, 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 I don't think so. Um, what is a, what's a situation, a problem in adversity that you've faced that you are grateful for and that you wouldn't change? Uh, I would say like my twenties, generally speaking. Uh, I like broke as shit when I was in my twenties. I was just working anything I could to get by, uh, which I think made me be able to take lumps later in life, like mm -hmm. a lot better. It's like, and it also made me always go, being broke's all right. It's not, mm -hmm. it's not bad. It's fine. Mm -hmm. I still good. You still have friends. Everything's good. So I, th I would say that that was the take, like the good out of it was like seeing who you had around you when you didn't have shit. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I would say just that. I mean, that's the adversity, you know, I mean, you go through it every day, but you're really having to build something and knowing that if the shit all goes and flops, you can do something again. Yeah. You know, mowing lawns, the pressure washing or notary or whatever it is, it's like, you're going to figure it out. Most people will, and some people won't because some people suck and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that, yeah, I mean, I hope that answered the question. But it that, does. It's a, it's, a, it's a big, it's a big thing, not one thing. Mm -hmm. No, that's a, that's a great response, and it's a <clears throat> it's a humbling reminder um, to where you started. And you know, sometimes you get knocked down a little bit, but you're capable of being successful at that level, and you just climb back up the ladder and give it another try at, at something else, or try the same thing again. Yeah, so. I mean, you know, you know, it's like you see people that are older. I mean, you know, I'm forty. And, two months or whatever it is. And it's like, you know, someone sees it that's 25 and they're like, oh man, like, it's like, bro, like you're going to get me, maybe you do, maybe you don't, but like, yeah. you're not going to get there tomorrow. Right. If it takes work and yeah. you, if you work and it, like, when you take some risks, you're going to get there. So, mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah, it's, that, that's, that's the bigger thing. Don't skip steps. Do not skip steps and appreciate the journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Take away. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for coming on. I'm sure at some point there will be a round two. Um, I am positive at some point there'll be a round two, one way or another. Um, I really appreciate your time. If you want to follow Blake on Instagram, it is LNL, as in the letters, LNL builds. And you can find him there. There's incredible work that they're doing. And then, I don't know, are you on LinkedIn? I think, I think I you are. I think you are. Blake Land. So Blake Block A, L-A-N-Z. And uh, you can get a hold of him there. And if you have any questions for me, um, don't hesitate to reach out. It's info at constructingsuccess.fm. I could relay any messages. And um, as always, I appreciate the feedback. So uh, as your host, Derek Bear, I'm going to bring this to a close. Blake, thank you and enjoy your evening. Thank you for having me. It was a good time. Cool. Take it easy. All right. Take it easy. Thank you.